Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a new podcast series I'm putting out, the Opinion Release Papers. FCPA Opinion Releases are a very useful tool that is baked into the statute, the FCPA itself. You can ask questions to the Department of Justice that are fact-based scenarios about an action your company would like to engage in and get an opinion back. These provide a great source of information for the compliance practitioner, in addition to being useful to the companies that utilize them. Over this series, I'm going to visit opinion releases and mine those for the facts of the presented to the Department of Justice and what the resolution was. In this final episode, in this first week of March, we take up opinion release 1101. It's not clear why this opinion release was issued, but it provides some very interesting lessons learned for the compliance profession. Opinion release 1101. This opinion release may have left compliance practitioners initially scratching their head. However, that Collective head-scratching is not because the opinion release is so difficult to understand and has no application to the everyday business of compliance, but for a polar opposite reason. The question posed to the DOJ is so straightforward and has been asked and answered that it is difficult to understand how any first-year compliance practitioner did not know the answer to it. Yet, this initial response may not be correct and there may be something else going on here. So what's the background? A U.S. company wanted to bring some foreign government officials over to the U.S. to learn more about the U.S. company in question. The foreign government officials selected to travel, the foreign government, rather, selected the officials to travel. The uh, travel uh, is to be in economy class and was involved no wives or girlfriends. The trip was scheduled to be for two days, and the U.S. company paid all the vendors, airlines, hotels, local transportation, and food service providers directly. No cash was provided to the traveling officials, and any gifts will be branded of nominal value. The requester represented that it had no non-routine business under consideration by the relevant foreign governments. The requester's routine business before the relevant foreign government agencies consisted primarily of seeking approval for pending adoptions. Such routine business is granted by international treaty and administrative rules with identified standards. The requester was not a selected. <clears throat> the decision was made by the foreign government officials, and the requester would not compensate the foreign government officials for their visit, <clears throat> nor did it fund any side trips or entertainment trips. The visit was indeed for only two days. So what was the DOJ's discussion? Well, they cited to two of the opinion releases we've talked about this week, 0701 and 0702 for the general rules around travel and entertainment for foreign officials. The DOJ then stated, based upon all the facts and circumstances as represented by the requester and consistent with its prior opinions, the expenses contemplated are reasonable under the circumstances and directly relate to the promotion, demonstration, or explanation of the requester's products or services. Therefore, the department does not presently intend to take any enforcement action with respect to the planned program and proposed payments described in this request. So what are we to make of this case 
and this opinion release. It would seem to be very straightforward, but perhaps there's something else going on. So let me talk about that. In his testimony before the House Judiciary Committee, DOJ Representative Greg Andrus spoke about the opinion release procedure as one of the mechanisms by which the Department of Justice can not only bring transparency to the area of information relating to the FCPA, but can also allow businesses with substantive questions to seek and receive specific and answers to queries regarding factual scenarios which they may face. So what are some of the requirements of the opinion release procedure? Initially, I would note the DOJ has posted on its website the opinion release procedure. The stated purpose of the opinion release procedure is these procedures enable issuers and domestic concerns to obtain an opinion of the Attorney General as to whether certain specified prospective, not hypothetical conduct conforms with the Department's present or enforcement policy regarding the antibiotic provisions of the FCPA. The requirements of the opinion release procedure are that the submission must be in writing, the originals and copies must be provided, and they must be sent to the address provided herein. In addition to these specific requirements, there are general requirements listed. These general requirements include all that <clears throat> copies of all operative documents and detailed statements of corollary or oral understandings, the request must be signed by an appropriate senior official of the company. There is additional language in the opinion release procedure that it only relates to queries submitted to the DOJ and does not bind any other agencies or departments that can change if different facts occur or the DOJ asks for additional information. Further, within 30 days after receiving a request that complies with the foregoing, the DOJ will respond to the request by issuing an opinion that states whether the prospective candidate would, for the purposes of the DOJ's present enforcement policy, violate the FCPA. So there may be an additional lesson learned from Opinion 1101. This lesson may be that the opinion release procedure can be very straightforward. The DOJ can be available to assist in interpreting the FCPA based upon the facts and circumstances which a company faces in the real world. I have argued for greater transparency by the DOJ in providing information for companies and the compliance practitioner and the opinion release procedure is one of the mechanisms by which the DOJ provides transparency and information. There also might be another reason specific to this request. While I discuss the points above from the perspective of an outside counsel, in-house lawyer, or compliance professional who has specialized in FCPA compliance work, the opinion release procedure is designed so that any person or company may submit a query to the Department of Justice. However, this could be utilized by a company which does not have either an in-house compliance practitioner or even a general counsel. A question can be submitted to the DOJ as straightforwardly as a one-page document setting forth the information required under the opinion release procedure. So that brings to a close this one-week podcast special series on the opinion release papers. I hope you've enjoyed them and found them useful. I will continue this series in the future. If you have any ideas or questions around opinion releases, I hope you will contact me. This is Tom Fox. The opinion release papers has been a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.